0: Let's go out to the phone line, talk to this fine gentleman. Does a great job here in Brevard County for the Hometown News. He's my good friend, Chris Bonanno. Chris, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, nothing nothing like uh, Championship Sunday right in the NFL. And uh, a lot to talk about, including uh, some Hall of Famers.
0: Let's start with Championship Sunday. What are your thoughts on this matchups? We'll start with the NFC. Detroit, the Cinderella story. Taking on the Niners, who always feel like they're playing this Sunday, what do you think of this game?
1: So, for me, the first thing is, what is Debo Samuel playing? And if he's playing, what is he? Um, that is, to me, as much a, a part of the story as anything. Uh, if he's right, it's really hard to see the Lions' defense slowing down the Niners in San Francisco. If he doesn't, uh, they've proven to, you know to be not the same offense, and... You know, that, that Niners defense did show some vulnerabilities against the Packers, and frankly, they probably should have lost that game to the Packers. Uh, so Debo is a big thing. It does feel like it's kind of San Francisco's time, though, doesn't it? Like last year, kind of jilted with the, with the, with the quarterback injuries in the NFC title game. You know, Dallas and Philly are out. We were talking, you know, probably throughout most of the season, okay, one of the, the NFC winners is either going to be San Francisco, Dallas, or Philly. Dallas and Philly excuse themselves uh, in dramatic fashion in the first round. Uh, and we've got San Francisco. It just feels like if it's not going to be now, I mean, this goes back even to the Harbaugh area. They've been so close so many times to be in a world champ. It just feels like it's their time. So I do like San Francisco and the NFC. The AFC really sets up as a classic. You have that team in Baltimore that has really looked like the best team in football uh, for much of the year, that San Francisco team I just told you about, Baltimore went and pounded them on Christmas night against that Chiefs team that you just, they had that championship DNA, and it just feels like they can find ways to win. It doesn't matter how much they struggle on offense in the regular season, uh, they look like a different team against Buffalo. So I can't wait for that matchup. Uh, if you, if you force me to choose, I think I would take Baltimore and San Francisco, which is kind of boring because they're the home teams and the one seeds and all that. Um, but I think I would take those two teams, but I think the Kansas City game, especially, is going to be really, really close. I, I know it's a three point spread. I, I wouldn't hazard to take a guess as far as that goes.
0: All right. Detroit has not been this far in the playoffs since 1991, but you feel it's time for the Niners. I, I think the country's rooting for Detroit. Do you feel that
1: way? Oh, I'm rooting for Detroit. I'm rooting for Detroit as well. I mean Detroit is a Detroit's a really how can you not root for Detroit? How can you not root for a fan I know that you're a Bears fan, so maybe you don't quite share in this, but uh how can you not root for a fan base that has never been to the Super Bowl, that, that has had, you know, one appearance in the NFC? I, I think I'm struggling right now as a Giants fan, right? As I've had one playoff win in a decade. Nothing compared to what the Lions have been through. Right. You know, I, it, it, it's it's really, and they've got a very loyal fan base. There's a part of the. Yeah, Detroit was down, you know, as a city bad for a while. So parts of it probably aren't the greatest place ever. Uh, there's there's components of that as well. Uh, but they're likable beyond that. Like it, you know, Dan Campbell, super likable, like Jared Goff. Like the, these are really, really super likable components. Um, and they're fun to watch, too. They had a great draft. I mean, people question why they drafted Jameer Gibbs 12th overall. You're seeing why they did. I, I scratched my head when they drafted Sam Laporta over Michael Mayer. Uh, I think that's an amazing pick now, right? Sam Laporta has been one of the best rookies in the NFL this year. Uh, so they're young, they're fun, but it does, I'll make the equivalent here, and I'll, I'll when we talk about this in, like, say, May, uh, they feel like the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's just one year too early. Uh, and I think, I think next year when we circle back here, you think, oh, the Lions need this experience to get to this place. So uh, I think it's the Niners time. And I think San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll kind of think that. I'll, I'll kind of say Debo plays, but he's limited. So I'll say it's something like uh, 28-20 San Francisco. Uh, and then in the other game, I'll take Baltimore 27-24.
0: Two good games then. In your eye, too good.
1: What we're hoping for, if it's a, hopefully, it's a you know pretty close to the division round because we had you know three and a half good games there. You know the Houston game got away from us in the second half, but other than that, uh, I thought we had you know pretty good football. Uh, so let's let's cross our fingers for that.
0: All right, in your analogy, Chris Bonanno, so Brock Purdy wins. I think he'd go to hmm, four and one is a starter in the playoffs. Like, what happens to Brock Purdy then if he goes to the Super Bowl?
1: He does go to the Super Bowl, and uh, it's very interesting that uh, this game we have here is the matchup of a quarterback drafted first overall in Jared Goff <laughs> yes. against a quarterback drafted last overall uh, in, in Brock Purdy. It still blows my mind that a player that is drafted absolutely last overall is one of, I'm sorry for those who hate him. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He just, he just is. Um, and so what we're going to see is this is really, uh, for those of a certain age, this is like the new is Joe Flacco elite yeah. sideline. Is Brock Purdy elite? Well, we're going to get to see that play out if San Francisco wins on the, on the biggest stage of it all. So we, you know, it's, it, it would be very, very fascinating. I, I think that the caliber of players around him perhaps doesn't will, will give himself enough credit. I also think that game he had against Baltimore where he threw four or five interceptions, mm. I think is in some people's minds as well. But he's a, he's a winner, and he's a, he's a winner going back. We actually saw him, Mark, when we I played at Iowa State. Yeah, we, we 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 were there. I was sitting right next to you at the game. Uh, you know, the kid's a winner going back to Iowa State. He He's not going to blow you away with arm strength or what have you, but he doesn't have to. Um, and, you know, he, you compare him to someone like, you know, just on his own team, Sam Darnold's got a much stronger arm, a much stronger pedigree, uh, and not to say Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback. I think he's a, a pretty decent quarterback. But there's something to be said for pocket mobility and guile and and football IQ, and and Brock Purdy brings that. And he you know all the intangibles you want, and it's it's kind of fun every so often, right? When the person that doesn't have the rocket arm and the you know the blazing speed, uh, you know, leads his team like this. I think it's it, it's good for the league. I,
0: oh. We just had Tom Brady for two decades, yeah. and then he goes away. Now, yeah. Brock Purdy, I think I saw Brock Purdy twice in Orlando because I think 21 or 22, uh, Iowa State played Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl. So I think I saw him mm-hmm. twice play. Dude, he it's a crazy story. It really is. But you know what? With the game on the line in that fourth quarter, they needed a drive, and he went down the field and scored that touchdown where McCaffrey scored. And look, Josh Allen can't say that. He can't. I uh, Brock Purdy's I winning this game. It's wild. Um, I, I hope Detroit wins. I know I grew up hating Detroit, but the thing with the Niners is they always show up. Every couple of years, they got some new quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo, now Brock Purdy. They'll find a way to get back to the NFC Championship game. I don't know about the future of Detroit, Chris. This might be their best chance, so I think they better go win now.
1: Their their cap situation. Remember, a lot of these guys they, they've they've brought in are on good contracts, are on rookie contracts. So, hmm. I think their their window is just opening. I wouldn't say the Niners are closing. I think we could easily see a rematch of this game next year. Uh, but but it does feel like that Lions window is just opening. Uh, I mean, look, they were very close to losing to the Rams. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you oh, heard yeah. Bill Simmons on his podcast says he's not sure if the right team won. I kind of see where he's coming from on that. The Rams did a lot of good things in, in, in that, um, but I, I I do worry a little bit, um, especially if it's the Ravens. Um, there is blowout right. potential in that if it's Ravens Lions because hey. well the Ravens blew them out in the regular season like badly, like switched the game over to another game on a third in the third quarter badly. Um, so that worries me a little bit, um, but it'd be it'd be fun to have somebody to root for. The other thing to your point with the Niners. So we've seen Niners Chiefs already pretty recently, yes. And Niners Ravens we just saw on Christmas, and it wasn't a real good game. So I think that's maybe we're a little bit where the reticence of San Francisco is. But overall, it's so nice to not have Dallas, New England, Philadelphia in because it's a it's kind of a stress free watch <laughs> as a Giants fan, right? It, no matter what, you know, it's like okay, I can handle any of these teams win the Super Bowl.
0: I think the Lions also. And uh, many people didn't bring this up. I will bring it up on this show. They dodge a bullet by not having to take on Green Bay this week at home. That would have been excruciating for Lions fans. If if Green Bay shows up, Green Bay's winning that game. I, it would have been awful for Detroit. Awful. It, I,
1: well, it, it would have been... Well, I think all things considered, they probably would have rather have had a home game against Green Bay than a road game at San Francisco, but... Green Bay is was on fire, and it, it's hard. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, I watched the Green Bay San Francisco game, and you think Green Bay felt like the better team. Yes, like you know, it's just a couple of dumb things happened, um, and you know, it, 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 the Green Bay somebody somebody tweeted it. Green Bay had that two thousand seven, two thousand eleven Giants I hate to go back to the Giants, but you're they right. had that feel of like that team that got hot at just the right time. And I really began to feel like if they got past San Francisco, they could take it. Which was it's just stunning compared to, you know, where they were at three oh. and six. But you're you're absolutely right. San Francisco kind of felt like a fighter just kind of hanging on. And that's the only thing that scares me about them if because the Lions have more weapons, I would say, than, than Green Bay does. Uh, I, defensively, I don't think they're as strong, and I think that's going to be the the, the issue. Uh, but I, I think they could be in some trouble there.
0: Dude, I agree with you 100%. That reminded me of the 2010 Packers team that won the Super Bowl, where they were the last mm-hmm. team to get in and got hot, beat my Bears in the NFC Championship game, and beat the Steelers. Yep. I, uh, for 59 yep. minutes of that game, Chris, I thought Green Bay was going to win, and they were going to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I thought, and then Brock Purdy went on a drive.
1: It's wild. It was shocking how well they ran the ball. It really was. Aaron Jones was fantastic, and you could see very easily Montgomery and Gibbs doing that. Like Detroit's offensive line is excellent, particularly as a run blocking unit. Uh, I think that was the most shocking part of it all was to see San Francisco get gashed in the run game.
0: Um, All right, let's go back to AFC. So, is this a is this the moment for Lamar Jackson where he needs to slay the dragon, beat the Chiefs, and get to the Super Bowl now?
1: Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I feel like um, last week we had Mahomes and Josh Allen, right? And, I, you know, a lot of talk, and I kind of think this too, like Mahomes and Allen is kind of the new Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning matchup. Uh, well, I think this is the game for Lamar to kind of insert himself into that pantheon as well, and yeah, I think you could strongly argue that Joe Burrow's in that 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 mix as well, but, you know, the injury notwithstanding this year and everything like that. Um, but yeah, this is this is, I think, a career define. It's not fair to Lamar, um, but I think it's a career defining game in a lot of ways because you know he's been injured. Obviously, you know last year that the team got derailed, but you really look at Baltimore and they have just been injured the last couple of years. And that's the only thing that's derailed really solid starts. The other thing is they play a different way now. You know, they, they, um, Greg Roman's gone as the offensive coordinator. This is a team that was really run first and that's not the case anymore. They'll, they're much more willing to throw it. So it is more on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson now, um, especially his arm um, even more so than his feet. So, um, you know, obviously you're going against, one of the and this is a new thing for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's one of the best defenses in the league, uh, and you know an experienced team. And you know it, I, it would be very very hard to not put him up there. You know with the Allens and the Bros. I think it would be tough to put him in the Mahomes category, but um, it would be very very tough to not consider him one of the truly top quarterbacks in the league. And it kind of goes back to this offseason. Really, we weren't giving up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. I know. A- Atlanta Falcons. Are we sure? Like, you know, I I hate to pick on just them, but, you know, Atlanta, uh, Carolina, would that have been a better idea rather than doing what you did for Bryce Young? Like, there's a lot of teams where you're kind of like, you know, even, I hate to say it, Giants, you know, like, there's there's a lot of teams. Anybody? Jets? about.
0: Okay, here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. We're here with Chris Bonanno with the Hometown News. I like the names you threw out there. So if you're in the AFC, you got to get through Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. What are the quarterbacks we just had in the NFC? Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, <laughs> Brock Purdy, and Jared Goff. That's why if I am Josh Allen, I'm like, why can't I go to the NFC? What the hell is this? Well, you, you got you got
1: Jalen Hurts and Dax. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll throw those in as well. And, and if he was healthy, you know, you'd put Kirk Cousins in. But we, you know, even in that AFC list, we didn't even mention someone like Tua, like Justin yeah. Herbert. Justin Herbert wasn't even close to the playoffs this year. But Justin Herbert's really good. And, I would suspect that will change now with the the new hire there, um, but yeah, I mean there, it, it, the, the the depth of quarterbacking in the AFC, and we didn't even have Joe Burrow in this year, right? So like next year gets even. We didn't have Deshaun Watson in, um, you know. And now we've got C.J. Stroud added the mix. C.J. Stroud, in my mind's one of the
0: best quarterbacks in football it's already. Wild. <laughs> and and Trevor Lawrence, who maybe could still and be good. I, uh, it's wild. And you know, here's my thing. And this is why it's on Lamar Jackson to stop the Chiefs. Because if the Chiefs win this game, then Mahomes can just be like, no one's in, this, no one's in the same lexicon as me if you're Mahomes. Don't, there's no debate. Just shut up. It's Mahomes and everyone else. Do you feel that way?
1: Uh, I feel there is an inevitability with Mahomes. Uh, the, the, the key questions are um, how does he – how long does Andy Reid stick with him? Because I don't know – that Andy Reid is going to stick with him for his whole career, like Bill Belichick, other than the Tampa yeah. part, of course, uh, uh, stuck with Tom Brady throughout his. So how does that change? And, of course, Andy Reid being an offensive guy makes it a little different. Um, and then, to a lesser extent, how does he evolve as Travis Kelsey probably in the next few years retires? Um, you've already seen him evolve past Tyree Kill, so that's good, although you know the offense isn't quite as good in the last, you know, this this year. Um, So how does he adapt without, you know, arguably the greatest tight end in NFL history? Um, That'll be interesting. But I, I, you know, the the, the comp for him, it's not real reasonable or fair, but I think his bar right now is Tom Brady's accomplishments.
0: And it's it's crazy to think of that, but we'll measure him against that. Not fair, but it is. He's not 30 years old yet. He's not. That's how wild this is. Oh, by the way, uh, Kelsey can keep playing if, uh, he keeps taking on defenses like Buffalo last weekend, where no one's covering him. And he's wide open. Boys, So wild. Alright.
1: I was, I was, I was disappointed with Buffalo's defense oh, it was last week. Oh, awful.
0: I agree. There was, I've been saying this all week. That fourth quarter in Buffalo, there was this feeling like the Bills already won. And I'm looking at the scoreboard, Chris, and I'm like, uh, Kansas City has the lead. What am I missing here? Did you see that?
1: The the week that Josh, I, I, it's sort of well. You had to fumble through the end zone in the fourth. Otherwise, I don't know if we even get to the best field goal. No. The other thing is people need to stop piling on Tyler Bass because even if he makes the field goal, do you really think Buffalo's defense is stopping Mahomes from no. getting in the field goal range? No, no. no.
0: I, I don't. I don't what, either. What
1: Lamar faces, what Lamar faces, is a week like Josh Allen's having right now. If he loses, which is the can this guy really win the big one? You know and mm-hmm. Buffalo is like $49 million over the salary cap. So it may not be the same team that comes back next year. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you, you, you only get so many shots at this, right? Unless you're Mahomes, in which case you come back every year.
0: But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's wild to think. It really is. All right, so your official pick, what is it again? Make sure I get this right. What do you got? San, Fran- San
1: Francisco, 28 20. Little asterisk because I don't know Debo's status. And uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore, 27 24.
0: That's his official pick. He's Chris Bonanno. Before I let you go, I just want you to know this. Um, I'm, I've am i about had it with the Baseball Hall of Fame. I just don't care anymore. I used to care who's in and who's out. Now I just find it so comical that I'm just like, whatever. I, okay, do whatever you want. How do you feel?
1: Um, so Sanders rule... I think, I think, I know the one case that you're going to refer to on this, but uh, the one I think that that elicits the most reaction right now is Gary Sheffield. Um, Because Gary Sheffield's numbers are certainly good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, how how do we get to, you know, what is our standard for not letting someone in based on PED use? Are we supposed to let, or a suspected PED use? What is, you know, how much, it's almost like voters are being asked now to be sort of a, a jury almost, right? To look at the evidence and say, you know, what is it? And it's almost, um, I don't know, which one's not the right word, but it it doesn't seem real. It's very arbitrary, the process right now, uh, to, to say the least. There's no uh, set defined rules. I Now, I, I don't know about you. I thought all three that were voted in uh, were very deserving. What, what, you know, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, Adrian Beltrade. Do you like that? <laughs>
0: I think Maurer's a little overrated as a player. Ooh. I do. Andrew Jones should be in over Joe Maurer. That's my thoughts. Uh,
1: okay, so I agree that Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer because best defensive center fielder I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Um, if you have Torrey Hunter in, you have Andrew Jones in. Because Andrew Jones had offensive years that were better. Um, I think uh, a couple things. I think we may. See after after Joe Mauer signed the huge contract, he wasn't that good. Like it ended up being a bad contract. But before and at the point he signed the contract, really good. Like he was one of the best offensive catchers ever at that point. And then he also got moved to first base late in his career too. So you're you're going from an outrageously good catcher to like a average hitting first baseman. It's like ugh, you know, but. I think for what he was, like he had a year where he hit like three sixty something. To hit three sixty something as a catcher, amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I I can't even imagine doing that. Todd Helton, you could get debate because of, course Field, right? The same debate you have with Larry Walker or pick your favorite Rocky, right? Andres Galarraga, whomever. Uh, so, how much does that have on his numbers? But I also think there's something to be said, and again, this is arbitrary. For the way players carry themselves, all three of those players were classy throughout their entire careers. Uh, Adrian Beltre, very consistent, he, w- he was putting up numbers well into his late 30s um, and very good defensively uh, as well. So did any of these deserve to be like, you know unanimous? you know, no, but I think they're all worthy the entrance.
0: It's a very complicated discussion. I think about my youth. I saw Bonds and Maguire play, and I saw Sosa play, and I saw Rafael Palmeiro, and I'm just—I saw A. Rod play, and I just—they all cheated, right? But I saw this. So if you were—if you were a voter, would you vote him in? I think honestly, vote them in, and it's on the plaque what happened. It has to be a museum as well. It can't just be the three sports writers who who still have a job who get to vote on this. It's ridiculous. like there, I went on this rant where I'm like, maybe major league baseball should just have their own museum. Then the hell with it. I just, I, I'm just, I guess you go with Sheffield then. Yes, I would. Yeah. Now is Sheffield is he in the game of shadows book about Balco and Barry bonds? He is, he was, and he did hang out with Barry bonds in that time. So who knows what happens, but I will tell you this. And I told this, all the listeners when I was growing up and when I'd go to the plate, and when I played I want to be like Gary Sheffield. I would swing the I, bat just like yeah. him when I played. I,
1: I straight up did it in college and in a real softball, and I'm not ashamed of it.
0: I swear. It was the best. I loved I loved yeah. it. I do. I just, I'm getting frustrated where we're going to act like nothing happened in the 90s and 2000s. Like, that doesn't count after a while. And that's what angers me with all this.
1: I, I, I tend, well, when you have such... Prepon- it, was, it wasn't like it was one or two guys, right? So I mean, it everyone. was it was it was a part of the sport, right? And and I don't want to say it was accepted because it wasn't. But we're not even getting into guys like a like a Jason Giambi or somebody like like guys who were like good otherwise. But we're talking about like the transcendent guys. Like how can you not? How can you tell the story of baseball and not have Barry Bonds? I, um, you I know, agree. Ba- Barry Bonds is probably, I think, at a minimum one of the five best baseball players that's ever played, Um, you know, and and Roger Clemens, like, how can you not have Roger Clemens? Alex Rodriguez, like Alex Rodriguez is, you know, one of the greatest players, you know, and a lot of, you know, statistically, you know, seven home home runs and he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's sad for baseball more than anything, that you have two of those guys at the top of the home run list that aren't in. You don't have McGuire. You don't have Sosa. Like, it's just, it's sad more than anything. And I do wonder at a point as you know, generations evolve if the veterans committee might say, Hey, we're gonna put these guys in and you almost wonder if they accept at that point. But it's it the whole thing is really sad but I I, I do I, know, I do hear- empathize with your position. I I think I'd vote them in too. I, 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 I do. But it's
0: it's not an easy call. I, okay, this is my final point, and we could come on and talk about this for the next 50 years if we have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, players in the 90s and 2000s were famous in this country. Universally, people knew who they were. The casual person on the street knew. The players today are not famous. Okay, you can hype Otani all you want. These players today are not as famous as Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds, and, and Derek Jeter, your boy, they're not. And that just shows you how the sport has lost popularity. And, and I'm on record as saying this. When we were kids, baseball is the national pastime. Now that we're adults, football, the NFL, football is the national pastime in our country.
1: The NBA, the NBA is clearly ahead of baseball. Clearly. Yes. Uh, it, I, I think, and I know that you're pressed for time, but I'll say you're this. Right. Um, I think, I think the popularity of baseball and the same thing happened with hockey, by the way. I think that the '94 canceled season, irre- or, you know, did irreparable, erect- whatever damage. Whatever you know, the word big is, big damage. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, yeah, it's not, not great to be live and, and <laughs> not having it come forward, but, but, You know, big damage, big damage to the sport that has not been able to retrieve. Oh man! And hockey is the same way. When hockey canceled the season, it never has regained that popularity, and I. You know, football and basketball, I haven't done that. And here they are.
0: All right, we're going to have shirts that say big damage. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be our term. Yeah, moving I forward. can't. Of all the words I could have thought of, yeah. I can't with big. Really? <laughs> Look, I love. I, I hope you know. I love baseball just like you do. I love it. Oh, yeah. I do. I just like these players are not as famous as they were. I just I get upset because in hindsight, I wish none of them cheated and I wish we could celebrate all these guys, and that's how I feel.
1: I don't think the steroids is is why the sport is not as popular anymore. I don't don't think that – I think there's a combination of factors. I think media coverage is part of it. I think the – and not just of baseball, but also of other sports. I think that the other sports have done much, much better jobs of marketing their individual stars. And I also think there's a big difference when you have – the same basic chance to win in every NFL city, but there's about four teams that have a massive advantage in baseball as compared to the others. I think I, that's a really, really big deal.
0: I remember you know, watching baseball tonight on ESPN, and it would come on 8 or 9 o'clock at night. That was a big deal. Like a big deal. It
1: was a big deal. And guess what? That, this is part of what I say with the, with the media coverage being a big deal. Baseball tonight's not on anymore. They do it once a week, and that's that's part of it. So when you you don't cover it as much, of course people aren't going to care as much. And and so I I'm not blaming it just on one network, but I I do think that's a big part of it that the national consciousness has shifted away because media directs it.
0: I I loved it, and it was like the trade deadline, and it was also you know Gammons on there.
1: You you couldn't you couldn't refresh Twitter like we could now. You had to watch baseball tonight. At you know three o'clock on a Wednesday or whatever to say, oh my, oh, we're getting who? And and it was it was it was it awesome, was awesome. You're it was absolutely awesome.
0: right. And like on the ticker on the side of the screen, you're like, oh man, is my team going to come up? Are they going to show the highlights? It was awesome. I know that's this is yeah. dinosaur talk now. What <laughs> we yes, um, Chris Bonanno, hometown news. Thank you so much for your help, and have a great day.
1: You too, Mark. Thank you. All right.